Welcome back to Lion Tree Arena. Gazelle Hassan, Alan Zinsmeister back with you. Checking in with us, a very special guest, San Diego resident. Uh, he's an NFL Hall of Famer, but more importantly, just a tremendous broadcaster. If you watch the NFL, the great James Lofton hanging out with us. Great to see you out at a Big West basketball game, sir. Well, and at halftime, the little kids have broken out in the game and a couple fast breaks going in each direction. The officials aren't blowing their <laughs> whistles at all. Uh, let them play, right? right let right? them play. Let them play. Um, so we were talking. You're, you were invited by the athletic director, O. Edwards, today. Do you have any connection at all with the UC San Diego just here as a fan today? You know, the only connection that I have is that when I was coaching with the San Diego Chargers, we had training camp here the first year that I was a coach back in 2002. So familiar with the campus, familiar with the area, right next to Torrey Pines Golf Course. So that's one reason to hang out over here. Now, obviously you're a Stanford guy. I saw you had a couple of words with Coach Johnson before the game. Who Coach Stanford took Correct. to the NCAA Tournament Sweet 16, I believe, in 2008. Um, what did you guys talk about? Had you met him before? You know, I think I had met him in passing, and it was kind of neat to get to say hello to him at, at a game because we're actually born the same year, so a lot of the same things. And he went to college at Boise State with one of my high school teammates. So there are so many connections sometimes when you get a chance to talk to somebody. All right, let's get that to brass tacks. What do you think about the game so far? You know, it's playing out like it's supposed to. The leading scorer for the Matadors is the leading scorer in the first half, right? So he has 10 points. What I'm seeing from the game, we're not getting any calls from the officials, number one. <laughs> and I can see Trent working them, working them, working them, almost to no avail. Uh, tell me, so you were just at the Super Bowl. Uh, yes. Is there any interesting stories that you can share with us? Now, keep in mind, it's a family show. Well, no, I, I think the, the interesting story that everybody talked about going into the game was the two black quarterbacks that were facing up against each other. And when Alan and I go back to our time, we remember, I remember James Harris for the Rams playing and, and seeing him play, but never envisioning myself because I was a high school quarterback kind of in that role you you just didn't see that path to the nfl like i think a lot of kids do now, now let me ask if you don't mind so like how does that work so you're going to go to stanford and they just right. tell you james we're not going to have you play quarterback well it was it was really interesting i think i probably threw 50 passes my whole season as a as a senior it was it was rollouts and runs and i played a little bit of defense so I think colleges were trying to find a position for me. Was I going to play offense or was I going to really play defense? And I, I kind of got tried out at both early on. Wasn't very good at either one of them. And kind of because I ran track and field, I developed as an athlete. So as I developed as an athlete, as I got a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, it kind of wedged a position for me to play. And then Bill Walsh came to Stanford my senior year, and that really helped me out and propelled me toward the NFL. Um, and now this is obviously a basketball broadcast, but if you had any advice to young men who are playing high school football now or junior college football and trying to get to that next D1 level, what would you tell them? I know your son played. What, what advice did you give your, your son about playing football? I think the most important thing is that you realize, and, and this sounds dreadful, every athlete becomes an ex-athlete. And you're going to be whatever profession you've chosen a lot longer than you're going to be an athlete. Even if you have a 10, 12, 15-year career as a professional athlete, you're going to be an ex-athlete a lot longer than that. So you go to college to get a degree, and that's really first and foremost. And whether it takes you five years, four years, or six years, get that degree because that's really the only thing that you can guarantee yourself that you can walk away with. 
And then obviously uh, on the broadcasting side, give me a little bit about how did that develop? Did you did you ever see yourself, hey, when I'm done playing, I'm going to go do television, or did it just kind of creep up on you? It, it, it kind of creeped up on me, and it developed because I had a long career. But I remember as a broadcaster, the only black guy that we saw on TV was Irv Cross with, Irv with Cross. CBS. So you saw him in that role, and it has expanded so much now. I'm not even sure if every game I played in Green Bay was on television. Right. You know, you, you, you don't think of it like that, but think about now. Almost every college game is on. They're featured on. You were playing games every night of the week now. I think Wednesday or Tuesday. Tuesday might be the only night that there's not football on during the fall. Every other night you're getting it either collegiately or through the NFL. Do you still enjoy the game? Can you watch the NFL? I mean, you, watch, you get paid to watch it, but do you watch college football when you, when you get a chance? Well, I travel, so I don't get a chance to watch a ton of college football. And because I'm traveling normally in the Midwest or in the East Coast, I try not to. I try not to. I try my best not to watch the Pac-12 when it comes on at 11 p.m. and I have to be up at 6 a.m. the next morning because you get involved in that game and you cannot turn away. I can't. All right, last question for you. We appreciate you taking some time. I know your wife's back in the stands there. Um, how good a cornerback was, was our friend Alan Zinsmeister when he was at Westchester? Oh, my goodness. Was he as good as he's telling us? Well, I, I will tell you this, and I've, I've told this story many times. I was going to move to wide receiver, so I'm, I'm working out at Washington High School in Los Angeles, and Allen has decided he's going to come help me work out. So we have a guy who's going to be the next quarterback at Washington who has a really great arm, Nolan Harris. And I'm running like a corner route, an out route, a comeback, and every time I turn around, as close as Allen is sitting next to me right now, 12 inches away, he was that close to me. So, Allen missed his calling. You think Lester Hayes was good? Allen would have been probably wow. better. That is praise from Caesar. We like to have fun with it, but <laughs> I, I figured you were – I mean, Westchester was a power back in those days. He, he was good. He had the feet. And, and when, when he covered me that well, I thought – Maybe I should play defense. <laughs> uh, James Lofton joining us here on Matador's Halftime. We appreciate the time, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Go Matador's second half. All right. We'll step aside and come right back. We'll wrap up on the halftime report. Matador's trail 34-31 at the half. Back after this. That's